listening to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside of the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cisgender woman and ally living in Brooklyn. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman who also lives in Brooklyn. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, coming out, pronouns, LGBT stuff, and Q stuff, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. This is our special holiday gender rebels yay it's the holidays that special time of year where everyone can go home and spend time with their extended family faith is kind of making a face when she says that in case you couldn't tell from how her voice sounds i like my family i'm I'm going home to see my family for the holidays i'm not doing that even remotely (laughs) so obviously Faith and I kind of span the spectrum of levels of closeness that you can have with your family once you leave the house. That's the thing. Once you move out, it's up to you how much time you're going to spend with your family. And I think for a lot of transgender people and LGBTQ people in general, for a lot of us, especially those of us who transitioned or came out later in life, Mm -hmm. you don't always feel comfortable with your family. And it can be a tricky situation. And someone like me, who's in their 30s and came out, I'm not beholden to my family, so it's a trickier relationship dynamic than what, say, you, like a cis person would have Mm -hmm. or a younger LGBT person would have who maybe still lives with their family or Mm -hmm. is still dependent on their family. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We are so happy that we have a listener question that we're going to discuss. Thank you to Emily T. Carlson for context. She's already graduated college, and she's out on her own. That's important to the question. Her question is, if you have parents who refuse to use preferred name and pronouns and said they never intend to use them and have claimed it's explicitly for religious reasons, do you go to holiday events with them and just accept their disapproval? Or is their disapproval such that I should just avoid them? So I think that's a that's a really good question that a lot of our listeners are tackling, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with in their own personal lives. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky because your family is sort of, for most of your life, what you rely on. And that's what people are. Yeah. That's how people act. That's how people treat each other. And to have your family say, we're going to accept you, but only in this way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to treat you differently than you want to be treated for whatever reason is it put it's a really tricky situation it's a really tense situation if you were to go home say for christmas or another holiday it does sort of put a kind of damper on any sort of celebration because they're basically saying we want you here but we don't really want you here Mm -hmm. we We want the old you yeah you were used to dealing with the you that we're comfortable having around our table. Yeah, and I think that's kind of weird because I think for people who are LGBTQ, you were who you are. You always were, except you were just like unhappy and kind of... You were playing the part that you were told to play. Yeah, and that's that's very tricky. So it's like they don't want you. What you're hearing is 
I want unhappy you. Mm-hmm. I want unhappy you who shut up about this. Mm-hmm. I want the appearance of a happy family. Although I'm not willing to do the work for the happiness of one of my family members. Exactly. And it may come from their own discomfort. I, I remember a therapist I once talked to who said that when there is a child who's LGBTQ, mm-hmm. a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. And so when that child's growing up, it's something that's just not talked about. And there's that silence. And then a lot of the resentment is not that you're choosing to out yourself as LGBTQ. It's that you're choosing to break the silence that they have used to hide themselves from dealing with this, from processing this Mm -hmm. for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. They've been in a nice little bubble where they could stick their fingers in their ears and go, la, 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 la. And you actually are saying, no, take the fingers out of the ears we're dealing with this as a family mm-hmm. and they don't like that. They're not comfortable with that. And they're letting you know that they are resistant to that. They're letting you know that you being who you are isn't as valuable to them as their comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's a very insulting, it's a very deeply insulting thing. But I want to I want to balance that with they may not realize how deeply insulting that is. Mm-hmm. To them, they may be like, but this is the more comfortable way of being. Why can't we be more comfortable? Why are you disrupting this comfort? And I think... And I understand you're Susan now, but you're also still sort of Stephen. So what does it matter if I call you Stephen? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think... I think for all of this, there is a breakdown in communication is the real thing. You can blame religion, but then again, Simon became Peter and Jacob became Israel. So Try that certain, argument. Yeah. certainly people in the Bible were able to change their names. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people hide behind religion in a way that it is something that's provided them comfort for so long. Mm-hmm. And if they can find an excuse in that for their own behavior, then that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Non-religious people do the same thing, just with different different things in their lives Mm -hmm. so it's this really terrible situation where on the one hand you want to have a relationship with your family they're telling you well the relationship's going to work this way Mm -hmm. and then you either accept the shitty situation where you're not accepted as who you are or you stay the hell away and potentially lose a valuable relationship so the good news to our listener with this specific question Our advice is, it's entirely up to you. You're not a little kid anymore. You're post-college, you've moved out, presumably making your own life, and your question does even say, they can't really hang too much leverage over my head. So you're in an enviable position because it is entirely up to you how much time you choose to spend with your family. We listen to the Savage Lovecast, Dan Savage, and love him or hate him. And I know there's some disagreement in the LGBT community about him, but he does have a good point about people who've had a similar question about going home for the holidays, but I can't bring my partner, or I can't tell grandma that I'm gay, or things like that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to put up with that. You are in charge of how much time your parents get to spend with their cool adult kid. Since you are no longer beholden to them and they refuse to do this one really not too difficult thing of acknowledging your name and pronoun change, 
if you decide that that is sufficient to break off the relationship, that is your decision. And that is understandable in my eyes. I think, yeah. Recently, I was reading a very excellent novella by the author Ted Chang, and it's called Stories of Your Life. And it was made into the recently released Amy Adams movie Arrival, which I definitely recommend. Very good. Is Amy Adams an icon in the like LGBT community yet? I, I don't she, know. I feel like she should be. She's oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a part in this novella where the protagonist is dealing with her small child who's three and wants to read a book or watch a video instead of going to bed. And the protagonist is like flabbergasted that she has to be like, no, I'm the mom. And that's what bedtime is. And she's like, I can't believe I'm doing that. But at a certain point when it comes to holidays and bringing your partner to a holiday or being out as you to your family, sometimes you have to say, I'm the kid and that's the way it is. And as an adult kid, you actually have that power. Mm -hmm. Because as your parents get older, they're going to want a relationship with you. They are. And there comes a time where that dynamic shifts, like Mm -hmm. Dan Savage was talking about, where the power goes from the parents to the kids. And the parents no longer define the relationship. Mm -hmm. The kids get to define the relationship. So this moment is a powerful moment where you actually can stand up and say, you know what, I'm defining this relationship. These are my terms and you're accepting these terms or you don't have me in your life. And that's not a great situation, but... But they have put you in the place where you have to make that choice. You should never have to put up with bigotry or intolerance. And you absolutely should not have to put up with it from your family. And I would make your thoughts clear as well as to why you're you're cutting people out. Because you may have supportive siblings, you may have supportive cousins, mm-hmm. supportive aunts and uncles, etc. See who's on your side. They may step up to their brother or their sister, who may be your parent, and say, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> who cares? It's 2016. The same way your brother or sister may choose to step in themselves. Heck, you may have a little cousin or something who is, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, who doesn't have any idea why they're so confused, but who seeing an older relative stand up to bigotry, it's going to mean all the world to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That being said, you don't have to put yourself out there just for a hypothetical nephew. (laughs) Now, the situation is very different if you are a dependent and you are living at home or you are coming home from college that your parents are paying your tuition for, or they're helping you out in your first couple of years out of college. It's a different situation. Yeah, I think when you're in that situation, and there's a lot, I've I've heard a lot of stories about, for instance, young trans girls who are in that situation. To them, I would just say, you just got to be strong. Sometimes you got to put up with the shit and get through it it will feel like it's never going to end, but it does. I would hate for there to be another Leela Alecorn. If you're in that situation, be strong. Be as strong as you can and get to the point. Get an after-school job if you need to. Save up your money. Save every penny and get yourself out of that situation. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the way you do it. Sometimes it's going to suck, but you have to sit there and let them call you by your dead name. And that's where I'd recommend getting online, finding the good subreddits, finding a community 
someone at school, someone you can talk to, a counselor. That's going to be really, really helpful. I wish we had better advice for kids who are dependent on their parents and thus beholden to them. You know, there are rules you have to follow if you want X, Y, and Z. I wish I could tell you, you don't have to follow those rules. Get out of that house. But you kind of do until you're on your own. With the one exception of if it is an actual abusive situation, then I do encourage you to get out. And there are some resources down below that can help you if you are in a bad situation. If it's just a matter of them saying, this is a phase, we're going to call you by your real name, and that's the end of it, just grit your teeth and wait it out. It will get better. It does. It does. I promise. And it definitely won't get better if you hurt yourself. Anyway, to, to sum all this up, if you are in that situation where you have the power to change the dynamic of the relationship, where you can give people in your life the ultimatum, you will treat me with respect and dignity, or I will not be in your life, whether you're in that situation or you're in the situation where you have to kind of just accept the things you can and get through them and take what steps you can to become independent, no matter what, remember that your value as a human being is not dependent on how others treat you. You are worthy. You are important. If you're listening to us right now, you have excellent taste in podcasts. It is never the right choice to hurt yourself. And just remember that this holiday season, you, you'll you get through it, whether you're going to have to take a stand against bigotry or whether you are going to have to accept it for the time being. Try to have a good holiday. Try to love people. Try to meet bigotry and hatred with love. And if the adults are being real pains in the butt, play with the little kids and they'll remember you. They're usually better. As your cool cousin or their cool aunt or their cool uncle. And be that cool, supportive person for someone in your life. Mm -hmm. And like mold wine or eggnog, if that's your thing, have at it. Yeah. Maybe ask Santa for better parents next year. <laughs> I hope all of our listeners have an amazing, great holiday. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Or no holiday at all. I hope you have a great weekend. That just happens to be full of Christians doing whatever it is Shopping. they do. Yeah. There's other holidays, though. No, there's only one holiday. Glastopia. There's Sprigton. There's Pumpkin Eve. There's Fidget. There's Melba Scratton Festival. Whatever holiday you celebrate. Enjoy the heck out of it. Don't put up with bigotry and be strong and awesome. Be you. Be you. Because we love you. Yay! Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of The Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Zinc production. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye! Bye.
that is your decision and that is understandable in my eyes. I think, yeah, I, I was reading a very excellent novella by um, author and it's called uh, The Story of Your Life and it was sort of based, what do you want to do? You want to grab the book? Yeah, we edit. It's on my book case. Do you want me to grab it? No. I know where it is. It's on the top shelf of the left bookcase on the far right hand side. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so recently I was um I was reading a very excellent novella um by the author um